Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Season 3, officially underway. I'm joined by my two good friends. Paul, right foot, and Matt Lamborn. Matt, how was your break? Break's been good, but I actually dipped back into the game because of guess which card. Uh, let me guess. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Can you help us out, Paul? Probably Perisic. Oh, Perisic. Yeah. You're right. So just to bring everyone up to speed as to where I am. So I haven't really logged in and played much in the last few weeks since we sort of had our end of season break. So that's sort of late July. And in that time, I packed 99 Ronaldo when it was, you know, a brand Son new card and hadn't used it until yesterday. So managed to slot Ronaldo and Perisic in as, as a left back on 7 Ken into the existing team that I had. And... I was quite surprised how easily I got back into the swing of things. You know, having not played for a few weeks, I was battering people, but then I had been demoted to like Div 4 or whatever. So that was nice. And there's this weird thing going on at the minute whereby everyone's got monster teams. So in that respect, a little bit lame. I think it's it's nice when we've got a bit more diversity in the, in the teams and whatnot. But... At the same time, now everyone's pretty much dead equal. So it generally is down to who's the best player or can use their their players to the best effect rather than having some massive disadvantage from a particular player. That said, Ronaldo buries everything off corners. Like scored so many headers with him, it's unbelievable. And and just to round off this little update, um, Perisic doesn't seem as good as the last one purely because there are too many cards that are as good as or better than him now so it just doesn't really mean anything but when that last Perisic call came out that was that was pretty special and quite ahead of the curve this one not so much but it's just nice to have but uh, had a little bit of fun playing but now I am ready for FIFA 23 yeah I did the same thing I, I dabbled into 22 again recently here because I wanted to try I mean I had this this 49 inch ultra wide monitor for so long I wanted to see what it would be like to play it in 32 by 9 ratio with foot so I went and did the uh, 
put 22 downloader and I played it on 32 by nine. And you talk about a game changer, 120 Hertz with 32 by nine. You can see the whole pitch without having to zoom out like co-op. I'm really enjoying it. Granted, I'm in division nine, working my way up, but I just started it the other day. But I think I'm going to go to PC this year, Paul, because we have cross play. So there's no reason to not do it other than the market. The market is going to be, it's going to be a struggle, but I'll still have my PS5 account. Paul, are you still playing? Um, I've been away on holiday for two weeks, so I've not played for a few weeks. Um, and then I came back yesterday and jumped on, played a few games. Um, but I don't know. I've lost the the sort of motivation to play, but I'm not that hyped for 23 yet. But, you know, we've still got a few weeks. We've still got a few weeks left yet, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But, um, like, like two weeks. Like two weeks, yeah. <laughs> um, even less for the companion app. I think that's out in... The web app for FIFA 22 goes offline September 16th and 23 web app comes online on the 21st. Yeah, so not long at all. Um, and, you know, I'll probably get back into the mood of it then. But I've been really enjoying some of these new cards we've got. It's um, It's been quite fun, but I'm still... Not not fully playing at the moment. Hmm. Well, I did play the beta for quite a while. I enjoyed it, as always, which the beta is never even close to the real game. So we're going to move on from that. Uh, what I did want to touch on real quick is some news we had since the last time we all got together. So EA, I don't know if this is accidental or on purpose to, to tap that Indian market, but They, quote, accidentally released Ultimate Edition pre-orders in India for just six cents. That's like a 99.9% discount for all the people in India who were um, awake at that time. And they they got a pretty good bargain for the Ultimate Edition. Do you think that was an accident just for that one particular market that's emerging? Yeah, I think it probably was an accident. But it's definitely fun to run the conspiracy theories, isn't it? In in an emerging market where they want to put something out cheap to try and make some money down the line through uh, packs and whatnot. Um, It's it's hilarious. It's just another addition to the long string of errors that EA have made relating to Ultimate Team over the last 12 months. Uh, And this one obviously leaks into the next iteration of the game, but I can't honestly think that they've done that. Um, with any kind of design in mind. It's just a, a, a hilarious mistake. And uh, fair play to you if you manage to get hold of a copy because they're going to honour it, apparently. So well done to you. Well, you'd have to, yeah. Paul, I don't know if you were awake and, and online at the time, but there was a brief period where Xbox users, I think it was globally, had the opportunity to get FIFA 23, the full edition, just for Xbox. And it didn't last long. The window closed very quickly, but a lot of people got the full version of FIFA 23 during that window. Were you one of them? No, they uh, they screwed up. I didn't then release it a month early. I don't know if that were a Microsoft thing or what, but you couldn't get on into a foot gameplay. You could get on the menus and stuff, um, play a kickoff and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think it would just, Microsoft fucked up and dropped it a month early. Um, mm. But, you know, all these little things just had a little bit of hype for people, though it's all big news, you know, so I'm, those conspiracy yeah. theorists out there might think that there's a little bit more into it, but I just keep think that I just think they keep fucking up to be honest. Well, it doesn't seem like that one was on EA 
technically it was on Microsoft. So we'll give them a pass there. We did touch on it earlier. The Foot 22 web app goes offline September 16th, and the FIFA 23 web app comes online September 21st. And the companion app is supposed to launch September 22nd. That was put out by somebody in the EA community. Also, what we got over the last week is the top 100 ratings. And that's what's going to lead us into this next conversation. And we'll start with you, Paul. Let's go with the negatives first. Who stood out to you as the most shocking downgrade going into FIFA 23? Um, there's been a few, haven't there? There's been a few. I think the Messi and CR7 downgrades are just just kill it a little bit. Like Those cards are really, really popular, and they're just taking away that edge from them a little bit. And I know they're getting older and they're sort of on the... They're going on the end of the career, but I just think, like in the game, just just keep that like that pace, especially just keep it, keep it up there, so people you'd think they'd keep it up there, so people would, would buy more packs and want to play with these cards. But um, you know, it seems like they're pushing the the younger generation, um, you know, your Bellingham's and those types, and giving those the the upgrades, pushing those cards. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Well, I do get it. You know, these guys are getting older, aren't they? Yeah. And I mean, CR7 really didn't have a spectacular season uh, and he's not really off to a spectacular start thus far. Matt, do you think it was a fair downgrade for CR7? Uh, yes, probably. Um, it's, it's a tricky one because if you compare his form last season to many of his previous seasons, the the goal ratio just isn't there. So Mm -hmm. some sort of decline is justified unless you put it purely down to the team he was playing in, which is also fair as well. You're not going to score as many goals on that Man United team as uh, a league-winning Juventus or Real Madrid team. Um, What I'm I'm more shocked about is that the fact that, whether it's fair or not, that they actually did it at all, just because those cards are, are so popular. Um, and have been the mainstay of squad building and ultimate team since its inception, pretty much. Um, perhaps with exception of the first and second ultimate team, Ronaldo and Messi have always been the players that you want to pack, and now you probably wouldn't be too bothered if you packed them other than having a nice um, high-rated card to go into an SBC. Um, so unless there's something dramatically different about FIFA 23 gameplay that makes these cards more usable, which I doubt, then it really does surprise me that they've gone the way they have by... Messi's been a little little bit on the way down last season already, but he's gone a little bit further down in terms of the pace. Ronaldo lost pace and quite a few other stats, and then Neymar's looks a little bit um, shortchanged as well. So all these common, super popular cars that we would all love to pack on day one, we're not that bothered about anymore. And I guess... More than a reflection of the form of those players, it's perhaps a different strategy by EA now, whereby they don't want you packing too many cards in the first month before they get so many more special ones out there that you can hold on to for most of the season. I'm sure Mbappe is the big exception, because I'm sure he'll be good to the end. But if you pack Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar, you're going to want to upgrade him after month one, definitely. Uh, maybe even after week one. And so you're just going to follow the power curve even more rigidly, uh, go for all the special stuff that they release week on week and content, and golds will become 
even less relevant this season than they have been for the last few based purely yeah. off those stats. I mean, you look at strikers in general, so many high-rated strikers came out in that top 100 and only Mbappe and Haaland look super viable for anywhere beyond the first couple of weeks. I feel like they did Holland dirty though, man. They didn't even give him an upgrade. I mean, anybody who's watched, we don't know how we how that will play out in terms of like his his physicals and everything, which is a big part of of Haaland's game. But just being that high eighties pace has puts him ahead of CR seven now, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And then Mbappe is going to be as good as he was last season, if not even better. So basically, you're, you're hunting for a couple of of goal cards specifically and everyone else is going to be chasing whatever comes out in, in the weekly content by the looks of things, which doesn't really sit that well with me. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. That's a really good point, man. I think this last year, especially, um, EA have made it so that everyone is always looking forward to that next promo. There's, you know, apart from a few icons and a few of the really sort of, high-end elite special cards, it's all about the next promo. You know, your average person who ain't got millions and millions of coins, they're losing coins every week. If you're buying a, a card from the current promo, you lose. if you're holding it into the next promo, you, you, you're losing coins on it. And I think that's, that's the way forward now, always looking to the next, always getting people hunting for those new cards. And like you say, with these with these top 100 um, ratings, I imagine there'll only be a, a small handful of cards there that you're going to want to keep, you know, long-term. Yeah. I was going to touch on this earlier when you were talking about strikers. I'm going to go back to Howland here. Howland got a, actually a, a, he got a one point downgrade on his physical stats and plus four on his defensive stats for whatever reason, bringing in the 49. I feel like they know that there's room for Howland to have special cards. And I, I understand they want to leave room for it so you don't have a bunch of, you know, the same cards, but anybody who's watched City play this year, Haaland is on a completely different level from everyone else. He is tearing that league apart single-handedly. And I feel like he's on pace to do some really special things, and I don't feel like his gold card reflects that, especially if it's the exact same card as last year with a physical downgrade. I don't know. It doesn't sit right with me. You you raise a good point. We've talked about this in on numerous podcasts over the years where there have been particular seasons where certain cars got upgraded too quickly and were reaching close to, you know, the high nineties way too prematurely. Um, This gives them some breathing room now. I don't think anyone's rated over 91 this year um, by default. So there's plenty of room for growth. You're going to get a couple of special Mbappes before team of the year and maybe a couple more before team of the season. So you're not going to get, too many instances where you're releasing similarly rated versions of the same card over and over again, with different offer, uh, different promos, just with position changes, that kind of thing. Um, if they're keeping team of the week as it always has been and as we know it, those plus ones will soon rack up, particularly the rate that, M- uh, sorry, not Mbappe, sorry, Haaland is scoring in the Premiership. Neymar's destroying League Un so far this season. So you can expect those to clock up Team of the Weeks pretty quick, but they've left a little bit of breathing space for them now to, to get multiple upgrades before you get those end-of-game cards, which I think has been a problem over the, over the last few years where 
if someone has a particularly great start to the season, it starts to get difficult to find a meaningful upgrade for them before you get those end game cards in. Yeah. So looking at the items that were had the biggest increase, it looks like there's quite a few, which I call them rusty, non-rare golds, rusty golds. Quite a few of them got plus 10 and above upgrades, especially on the defensive side. I noticed one in particular, uh, Kalulu uh, from Syria. He got 80 pace, 79 defending, 75 physical. That's going to be a monster card for a 78. And um, I would encourage everybody to go on to to the Footwiz or, or wherever, put in and check out all the changes because you can start to kind of picture your your starter squad and look at players you want to target because once these players get I guess realize and how how good they are based on their rating and their cost they're going to go up so the more you can familiarize yourself with this market the better paul are you looking at some of these cards where are you starting to look at to build your starter team and and how do you typically do it from a market perspective um i think early on i'm putting you on the spot here no no that's fine that's fine usually early on i'll get as you know sort of web app time i'll get as many coins as i can um and buy one, two, three, as many as I can afford of the better cards that are going to rise once the once the full game's out. So you know, if you can afford, uh, you know, some of the first team of the week that are going to be popular, um, you know, if you can buy two or three of them, they might double. Or some of the the better gold cards that everybody's going to be wanting to buy. Um, and if I remember rightly, I don't think it worked as well last year i don't think things rose as well as they they have done previous years um but i think early on i like to you know apart from the the few sort of team of the week cards that i'll buy as soon as i can um i like to stay pretty liquid and keep my coins keep my coins moving keep trading and use one two three of the you know four of the of the better gold cards that i know are just going to keep rising in my team and then just use untradeable stuff or whatever I can around that. But I'm looking at some of these cards, you know, you've got that uh, Schlotterbeck, he looks decent. Um, Ram. Then you're getting into sort of Bellingham. I think he's going to be really popular this year. Oh, yeah. 84 rated. Um, Vinny's got an 86 rated card. That's going to be another really popular one, Pedri. Um, I saw De Gea got a, a plus three. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that it's not deserved, but I think Man United have probably gone down last year to De Gea. Um, yeah, he should have never been downgraded to an 84 last year. No, no. And, you know, you've got cards like Cancelo. Um, he's always really popular. Davies, Benzema, 91 Benzema. You know, I wasn't really hyped for this, but now I'm starting to look at some of these cards. The hype's building. <laughs> By the end of this podcast, I'm going to be um, going out and ordering the game. Mm. One thing I want to just interject with really quickly, lads, is Paul's obviously salivating looking at some of these week one cards and with good reason, because if you're the type of player, and I imagine this is all of us, why we enjoy playing all something, it's good to to get a, a team in early that can dominate and you know, I dare say give you a slightly unfair advantage compared to most week one teams. This is the time of year where unless you get to say team of the year time and you can afford to buy a few of them and no one else can, this is where you're going to get the biggest advantage. If you can put together a super strong week one team, this is the most advantage you'll feel in game all year round. So like Paul was saying, putting a lot, a lot of effort into trading, 
Um, whether you want to splurge on packs, that's your decision. If I was going to spend a lot of money on packs, I would do it week one. I wouldn't wait till any other time of the year because this is where you get the most reward. You get the most coin value to pack in the most uh, rare players. You get the, the biggest sense of power out of the, even some of the 83s, 84s, like a shotter back, like you're saying, that's going to be an amazing card for weeks until they start putting out a shitload of overpowered centre-backs. But don't underestimate how much benefit you'll feel about going big week one. It's the, the most reward you'll get all year round in terms of you know, really dedicating time, effort, and, and I dare say money into building your team. Yeah. And just to add to that, Matt, like you say, I think if you splurge on that, you're going to feel that advantage. And most of those cards are going to go up as well. Because as more people get on the game, there will be some supply, but the demand for that's going to gonna go through the roof as you know, people get the full game, open the packs, people are going to want to start building teams. If you've got some of those cards that are a little bit harder to pack, a little bit rarer, um, demand's going to outweigh supply and you're in for a winner without really doing anything, just enjoying really good cards. So, you know, if you can get a good coin total early, 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 um, yeah, buy some cards, enjoy playing with them. And if you pack anything big early on, don't sell it, hold it, hold it, hold it, use it, enjoy it, keep it for a few weeks, enjoy it, and then, then cash in. There you go. Yeah. There's a few cards that I would particularly warn you guys of. If you pack, let's say, Jude Bellingham or uh, Valverde, I really think Valverde is going to be an extremely expensive 84 rated card because that card on the surface looks insane. 87 pace, 78 defending, 80 physical, 79 dribbling, 79 passing, 74 shooting. That's a do-it-all midfielder. And I, I think he was high, high last year, if I'm not mistaken, which is great for box to box. I think that card is going to slap for quite a while. It's going to be one of those 84s you can use probably throughout the first quarter of this game cycle. Yeah. Like and get away with it. last season. Exactly. Exactly. Just overpowered stats everywhere. Good stuff. Vlahovic is probably going to be another one. He might be a little bit clunky up top, but I mean, try to, try to play with these cards. And, and, you know, Matt, you guys were talking about going big week one and you're right. That's, it's a great way to come up with a lot of coins in the long run. You can sell them later on down the road when they rise, but I also want to caution everybody to try and play with regular cards at the same time on a competitive scene, because let's say you don't get lucky down the road. You don't pack somebody that's really overpowered and you don't have the best team on the pitch. If you know how to play the game, you can still compete instead of letting the cards compensate for you. So th- there's kind of a give and take to this. You know, keep yourself honest, but enjoy the game. That's a massive point, Hunter. And I think if you learn to play this new game with cards that are average, it will see you well in the in the long run. You know, if you're having a an Mbappe doing all this stuff for you, doing you know winning games for you that you wouldn't normally win, it's all great. But I think in the long run, um, it won't necessarily help. And also, when you're seeing people on Twitter and in the Discord posting these mad teams, please, please, please do not get into that, oh, fuck, I'm falling behind, I need to go spend loads of money. You know, people are only posting the best teams. People with average teams, which is the majority of people, are not necessarily posting the teams all over. So when you see all these fancy cards, don't get into the oh no, I need to I need to splurge. Um just enjoy it. Build your team for you. Enjoy the cards you've got and you know, 
don't go wasting money because you'll soon catch up within a few weeks. Few weeks rewards. One or two of those better players will start coming into your team. You have a bit of pack luck. Whatever you know, don't get yeah. don't get caught up in that. It's it's extremely expensive to stay on the very edge of this power curve if you're not trading. So, like I say, if you spend a hundred bucks now, it might buy you three more weeks of longevity before you're behind again. So, just by playing the game and keeping up with objectives, you can still be competitive in this game. But learning how to play it and understanding it will save your pocketbook big time. Let's move on to something else we saw leading up this week. We got a couple of new icon ratings. While two of them look pretty decent, there's one that just sticks out to me, and and I just hate it because I really enjoyed watching him as a player. Jabi Alonso, I feel like he's going to be surpassed as soon as heroes drop. His card is just not good, and they continue to ruin these big-name icons like Beckham. Beckham is a household name. That dude is a baller, but his icons' cards are just kind of meh. You know, and it kills me to see that because we all want to play with these cards. And I feel like Jabi Alonso is just another one that just falls by the wayside. Too slow, can't move. He's going to be surpassed too quick. Am I rushing to judgment, Matt? No. Um, someone like Jabi Alonso was never good in fust. You can't replicate that kind of player in a meaningful way, the way this game is designed. That's one of its biggest problems is it doesn't cater for a fully diverse way of playing football in general. Um, Sergio Busquets is another one. These are elite central midfielders that just are almost useless in this game. Um, so they're not going to bring Jabi Alonso up to like 80 plus pace just to make him a bit more usable in the game. He's hopefully going to be catered for by some of those different player commands you can put in like the deep line playmaker, which is kind of what his role would be, the Yapilo type player, where they're just occupying a certain pocket of space in their own half and spraying long range passes out to the rest of the team. Hopefully that's how they, they close the gap on these type of players. But regardless of whether they're an icon or otherwise, it's just very hard to get those type of players into uh, an effective competitive team in this game. Yeah. I mean, one thing I will say about these new icons I fucking love the card design. This might be the best icon card design we've ever had. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to see in detail. I appreciate some good designs. And that one to me is, it crushes the rest of them, but it's all aesthetic. I know a lot of people care about that stuff, but uh, what about the other two icons that we got? We got Muller and I don't even know how to say this guy's name. I don't know who he is. Matt, can you educate us on Jarzinho? Jarzinho, oh, you nailed it. That's the one. I don't know much about him though. It's, I think that's before mine or Paul's time to be honest uh, so yeah. I'll, I'll totally forgive you for not knowing much about that guy <laughs> it's another you know classic 60s era Brazil World Cup winning player so um, unless you were around or you like to dig into black and white football clips you're probably not going to know too much about that guy yeah either way it looks really good I mean his base card 91 pace 88 shooting 84 passing 90 dribbling 74 physical for a right winger that looks pretty juicy for a base icon card. What about the latest one we got for Muller? What do you think about him, Paul? Um, have we got any weak foot and skill moves on these yet? No, I don't think so, no. No. Because um, I think that's, you know, the card doesn't look bad at all, does it? Um, no, it looks solid. The Prime, 88 pace, 94 shooting, 77 passing, decent dribbling. Decent-ish physical. You know, if he's got a a decent weak foot, you know, up to four-star, five-star skill moves, probably four-star skill moves, um, 
it'll be a decent card. And because the new icons are always, you know, if they're relatively usable, they're usually quite popular for a while until people realise they they're not the one, um, or they go on to being, you know, even more popular if people really like them. But um, you know, I, I always think it's good if they're putting new cards in the game that are good. We don't need any more shit icons. We've got fucking piles of them. Um, yeah. So, you know, we don't need any more terrible icons. Um, and I, Same with the heroes. I just hope the heroes aren't just more of the, you know, 10% of them are really good and the rest are just pack fillers and and just crap. Uh, but, the, the, you know, the fun part about this early part of the game is you can get away with using some of these less desirable icons um they're still quite expensive usually though but you, you know you could if you pack one give it a try you might be surprised um yeah you know it's but yeah the, it's always frustrating with with icons new or old if the if they're not great to use in game yeah Matt, do you have anything else you want to add not particularly i think out of those three that we just talked about, Muller's the one that you would absolutely be delighted in packing the uh, Jarzinho. Obviously looks pretty good, but not terribly dissimilar to Brazilian right-wingers and whatnot that we've seen in the game before. Um, it's kind of similar to Garincha, right? Exactly. I, I imagine they'll, they'll play somewhat similar as well. Um, I wouldn't be overly infused at any stage of the game and getting shabby Alonso. I just don't think it's going to be a, a card that's useful in, in, in any way. If anything, it replaces Guardiola as, as that kind of like prototype or archetypical central defensive midfielder for the early stage of the game. But now that you can link every player from every league together in, in a fashion, those type of cars become less, less relevant for their linkability, right? Which was always the big right. uh, payoff from having cars like that early on in the game. Uh, I'd be absolutely delighted with Muller. Obviously, I want to dig in more to the rest of the stats and his work rates and height and weight and all that kind of stuff, but that just looks like a damn good striker at any stage of the game. So I would be quite happy to pick up one of those. That would be cool. Well, before we get to our last segment, we do have some hate mail to go over. You've got mail. All right, Paul, you're going to do the honors and read the latest hate mail for us. Are you, are you down for that? Yeah, I'm down for that, yeah. So the first one, we've got this guy, you're angry. He's really thought about this. Oof. I'm going to travel back in time, find a dinosaur egg, bring it back to the future, sit on it till it hatches, raise it, love it, and then watch it mangle your lifeless and helpless carcass while I touch myself inappropriately. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That takes some uh, commitment to type all that out on a control pad. It does. This next one is probably the the most insulting one-liner I've ever seen. I'm going to barbecue your firstborn. That's awful. Yikes. I suppose it depends which sauce you use, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) That is brilliant. It's brilliant though, isn't it? We're all laughing at that. We're all laughing at that. Um, Something quite sweet, I imagine, Hunter. Um, the next one is quite funny, very funny, if you're a teenage boy or a grown adult who's still quite teenage boyish in his brain. Um, sorry, it's hard to play with your mum sat on my face. Mm. 
Now, this is a, a brilliant golden nugget because whoever sent that to us, that's dated July 2017. And look at like the weird cards in the background. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this, is, this is so you old. You dug deep for this one. Like, yeah. Imagine remembering an insult for five years. Oh, well, this one of yours, Matt. <laughs> well, this one somebody sent you. I wish. Oh. I just usually get A's and die. Oh, dear. One more. Your nan wears shin pads. Which, I think if somebody sent me that, I don't know how I feel about that one. I feel like you're just a bit weird if you've sent that. Like, nobody really likes you at school. Play way too much FIFA. And you've sat really long time, thought about writing that, then sent it, and it's still a bit shit. You're not the funniest person in real life if you sent that. Is it, doesn't everybody wear shin pads? I don't understand this reference. It's just a. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. It's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm look, am I looking too far into it? Yeah, we're just trying to be extra funny and missed a little bit, I feel like. Mm. I still like the knee scab one better. Just yeah, saying. I like that one. Do you remember that one? How did it go? He just told me to shut up, your knee scab. Called you a knee scab. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty low. I mean, you know, I've never seen a good looking knee scab. You know what I mean? I haven't got my Xbox on at the moment. I would have found it, but yeah, <laughs> knee scabs up there. That's the one that made me chuckle the most that had been, <laughs> that had been said. So if you ever do come across me on Xbox and play me, they better be funny if you're sending me some insults. At least try and make me laugh. <laughs> I can't wait to get my first insult of the year. Oh yeah, I'm turning messages on just for this segment. I want to go into a couple of questions we got while we're still on foot. Freddie Ching asked a question, and he says, "Is it a surprise we don't see Serie A cards in the top 23, or is that a common theme each year?" Well, Freddie, I don't know how long you've been following foot, but my opinion of Syria is they're always the bargain league. I mean, there's always really good cards for really cheap, especially on the defending side in Syria. The issue is typically Syria has been more difficult to link than let's say the prim or La Liga. So you pay that, that prim tax. Same thing with league. Mm. You know, everybody's French. There's so many links to be had. I think it's just the popularity thing. I think the Prem has way more popular players, so that's what's going to sell packs. That's what's going to sell the game. Mets, I know you follow a little bit of Serie A football. What do you think about it? I love Serie A, so it doesn't particularly bother me what the, the ratings are. I'm just a fan of, of that kind of culture of football and the history behind a lot of the you know the big clubs in Serie A. But I think it's more indicative of just where Serie A is as a league and the world standing now. Um, back in, say, the late or mid to late 90s and maybe even slightly beyond that. Serie A was the place to be. They bankrolled world football like the Premier League does now. All the best players went to Serie A. So if foot came out in the mid-90s, all the 90-pluses would be in Serie A. Those players just aren't there anymore, especially now Ronaldo left Serie A. There's there's no big player left. Um, you know, In the last couple of years, Dybala has been the highest rated Serie A card along with centre-backs like Chiellini, even he's left. So you, at the moment, Serie A is largely um, a league of raw potential or it's really good players coming to the end of their, their life cycle. So the ratings will 
just be lower as a consequence. When you look at a team like AC Milan, who won the league last season, they're not going to have that many high-rated players because they've got a lot of good young players and a couple of established veteran players. But I think um, Tanali is probably going to be their highest-rated player. He got quite a, a decent upgrade this year. But, you know, they've got players like Slatan, who's fantastic, but 40-odd years old. Um, they signed the Ketteler, whatever his name is, from, from Belgium, who I think probably will be a very high-rated player in a few years' time. But as he's like 21 and had one good season, he's going to be much lower-rated. It's, it's just the way that it is. So I don't think it's any conspiracy to load up on where the most popular players are, like Premier League or in the past where we've had Messi and Ronaldo in in La Liga and that's just where all the highest rated seem to, to gravitate to. It's just just where Serie A is at the moment. You know, they're, they're a league that don't have the buying power they used to have 20 years ago. So the best players just don't go there at the moment. So that's reflected in the rating. Yeah. Paul, did you have anything to add to that? Um, no, I think Matt's covered most of it. But I, I, I think it's really good value though, is Serie A usually. We're going to have some... Um, Banging link, so with uh, Hernandez, uh, Kalulu, Tonali, uh, especially with the new, the new way they're doing chemistry, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how how that works out, and you know what different players that brings us in, just because people are going to need not need chemistry, but um, use that to sort of get the highest chem they can. Um, but he's got a decent upgrade as Kalulu, I think. I think he got a plus plus four, did he? Plus six, maybe? Huge pace upgrade, too. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be one that a lot of people want to use. French, too. Yeah, yeah he's the prototypical small, fast centre-back that footballers absolutely love. So it doesn't matter that he's low rating. He will be better than 95% of the centre-backs in the game. So I haven't seen LaCroix's rating either, and I, I imagine LaCroix is going to be insane if he got any kind of upgrade because he was really good last year, especially with that pace. But, um, you know, they did change the way, I guess, pace, quote, works for defenders. Uh, it's more based on their, you know, their defensive awareness and stuff like that. They're supposed to move better with the better defensive awareness and tackling they have. But I think that was kind of similar to what they were supposed to do last year. But at the end of the day, Fucking pace, man. Pace is what pays the bills in foot. It is what it is. And it's unfortunate because if it wasn't, you'd have so many more usable players and you could do that. But yeah. well, it's, it's the easiest way for, for players who have low rated teams, particularly in the early game, to equalize um, the gap in, in power that someone yeah. who packs a few good players can do in the first few weeks. So pace is always going to be absolutely critical in the, in the early game. We've seen how towards the end of this year, once every player starts being 90 plus pace means far less than it does early on. But imagine if, if you were, a, I'm trying not to be disrespectful here, but a player who, who isn't as good at the game and you didn't have fast players, you're in for a hard time. If you are an okay player with very fast uh, cards, you, you've got every chance of being competitive at most levels. So that's just the way it is. Yes, Paul would say you'd be in for a fucking... You would. A very fast one. <laughs> well, we're on Syria. A one-pump chump. <laughs> I'm going to try to pronounce this guy's name, but if anybody's been watching Champions League, especially if you're a Liverpool fan, you know this guy's name. Uh, Kavartaskalia. 
whatever. I, I can't say it, but you all know who I'm talking about. If you watch that Napoli Liverpool massacre, this guy was running circles around that entire defense. And, and who let you know about that guy way before that match? Mets. That's Mets right. Did. See, this is a good example of where Serie A is right now. They're having to pluck out rough diamonds from off leagues to develop them to get to a point where that could be like an 85, 86 rated player. But this guy is unbelievable. And if you play something like football manager, you've probably known about this guy maybe for a couple of years already, but us being foot players and this guy not playing in a major European league, he was fairly new to the scene. And I stumbled upon some of his highlights on, on Reddit weeks ago and instantly fell in love with him. It reminds me so much of of Messi, I dare say, but right-footed playing him mm. off the left. And he isn't fast. So again, you, you question whether he'll be good in Ultimate Team. But he's, his dribbling and his strength and balance is off the chain. You see so many times people trying to hack him down. He just rides challenges and gets into dangerous positions on the edge of the box or by the byline where it's too dangerous for players to make a, a hard tackle. And He's looked unbelievable for Napoli already. I think he's he's very much touted to win Player of the Month for Serie A already. So I'm hoping that they'll include that in the launch for, for Ultimate Team and we don't like skip that opening month of, of Player of the Month for Wolves because that would be brutal. But I genuinely think this is going to be the rising star of, of this year's game. I think we'll see a lot of special editions of that player, Kavatschkelia, however you pronounce it. Uh, yeah. I think he's going to be absolutely unbelievable. The next big thing, you heard it here first, folks. Mm. Yeah, hopefully he does come out Player of the Month because that would give us a nice boost and that would give nice, uh, you know, links for Syria for people to to get more involved and take advantage of this new this new chemistry system. So yeah, and beautiful that we have this particular version of Ultimate Team, which he's debuting in because he's been in Russia and Georgia before this. And he is Georgian nationality, so it would have been difficult to link, especially if you don't do a full Serie A squad or have a bunch of icons, but you can just slot him in now into any team you make and won't be penalised for it. Okay, you might not get a massive chemistry boost, but you won't be penalised against. And I think that's cool. We're going to see way more different teams this year than we have done in the past, particularly in the opening few weeks. I'm I'm very excited to, to see what all our... Uh, Discord members come up with. I think it's going to be a really cool opening to this game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And this, I was going to talk about, you know, the that player of month card we just mentioned. Curious as to what those ratings would be. And George from the Discord, he asked the question: With such low rated players, potentially, how could it impact SBCs? So, I don't know, Paul. You might be able to shed some light on this. I can't recall, but most of the player of the months in the early stages of foot. I mean, typically they're, they seem high because there's not very many high-rated cards, but they're pretty reasonable, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. Depending think, on the player. Try to think who we've had recently. We had um, Lucas Mora three years ago, was it? He was maybe 86. Um, we had Vardy. Remember the Vardy card? Yeah, that was so cheap, like 25k yeah. when everybody did that card. Everybody um, thought it was a mistake, so they hurried up and did it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, you know, unless one of the big boys has an amazing month like Mbappe or whoever, but, you know, at the start of the game, who can, who can afford a, a player of the month? Mbappe, even me was trading a lot. I'm not willing to put a lot of my coins into a player of the month Mbappe. So, the, 
you know, they probably want the EA are probably quite happy that these sort of lower rated cards are winning player of the month oh, early on. Definitely. But I mean <laughs> a good marker is um Giovanni Simeone, who won player of the month, I think it was the first month last season for Serie A. And he got two uh, informs and in that period. Um, so went from like a, an 81 or something like that. I'm just having a look. No, uh, beg your pardon. He was 75, but his team of the week's got him up to 84 uh, and 86. And then his uh, team of the month got um, an 87 rated. So it was only a plus one in the end. So not, not the biggest. I guess it all depends on how many upgrades they get before they get player of the month. Given that he won't have had an inform, before getting player of the month this game, it could be quite a sizable upgrade because there's nothing really in between, right? Uh, I'd be interested to see how that sort of plays out. It's always frustrating when you get a player of the month that is a bit irrelevant. The card's not very good in FIFA and you just get a, you know, an 80, 84 rated, whoever. Um, it's always, especially early on when there's not many special cards. Those, those sort of player of the months are quite valuable in the game, aren't they? Because you've only got sort of team of the weeks flying about. Um, so hopefully we get some decent, good value player of the month early on. Agreed. Yeah, I'm ready. I've been playing Madden. I've been playing MLB The Show. But it's it's time. It's time to get the FIFA grind on. Okay, that's going to wrap us up. First episode's in the books. Thank you, guys. Matt, you got you to gotta go take care of some business. You got to get out of here. Paul, thanks for joining us. Uh, where can they find you on the social media? At Lambo Matt on Twitter or say hello in Discord. I'm sure we'll be discussing much in the next couple of weeks. Paul? Right fucking foot on Twitter. Yes. W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T. Maybe, I tell you, maybe we might fire some Twitch up with my two-year-old graphics um, for for a bit of FIFA 23 early on. Do a bit of trading on there. Nice. Trading's going to be so fucking hard with all these people now. Sniping cards is anywhere trading, not so much, but sniping cards is going to be a bitch. Not for you, Hunter. There's going to be all six of you on PC all fighting over the same cards. Yeah. Yeah. Guess it'll, we'll see what happens. I'm going to have the PS5 account though on backup just in case it's, uh, it's too rough out there. But uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at the foot hunter. You can follow the show on Twitter at footballers pod. And if you're not in the discord, get in the discord, click the link. It's free. It's in the show notes. Come join us. And if you want to support, hit the premium membership at the top. We would greatly appreciate it. That'll allow us more time to give you more episodes. And we appreciate everybody for tuning in this week. We'll be back with you next week. See ya. Cheers, you fuckers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.